Hello, world, and welcome to Business Technology Weekly, Tech Republic's news podcast featuring essential headlines, top technology trends, and thoughtful stories. I'm Dan Patterson, and with me, as always, is Bill Detweiler and Amy Talbot. Bill and Amy, thanks for joining the show. Today, we are talking about jumping off of a mountain using VR in real life, digital farms, and the PayPal Mafia. Guys, let's do the news. Hey, a new kind of school for software developers is opening in the San Francisco Bay Area this fall. A French university called Ecole 42, or just 42 for short, has no tuition, no teachers, no syllabi, no curriculum, and no books. Instead, students get thrown into the deep end on projects that operate at the pace of a tech startup. Two French men, a computer scientist and a billionaire entrepreneur, founded 42 based on two ideas. The traditional university programs can't really keep up with the pace of IT and that college is just too expensive. Admission to this school is super competitive. The school has had over 80,000 applicants and only admits about a thousand of those. Now, one of the founders said the most important metric for success will be how many students create companies and the overall value of those companies. And in just three years, students have started 70 companies worth 80 million euros. The long-term sustainability of the tuition-free model and the school's success in the U.S. is still uncertain, but applications for the incoming class of 2016 are open now, so get to it. You know, one thing I love about this is that it's a fresh uh, take on, on academics and learning. We've, we've heard a lot of criticism about student loans and the way our academic system is set up. And there have been a couple attempts at doing new academics or new school. This is something that kind of takes the best of, of legacy academics and combines it with new ideas that we use uh, in technology. Last week, wingsuit pilot and daredevil Jeb Corliss jumped out of an airplane. He flew over a mile and hit a teeny paper target. When I say teeny, I mean like the size of your fist he hit with his head. Uh, the entire event was filmed and streamed live. So using GoPro cameras, uh, he was able to film live in the air and stream it live while he was flying in the air. Millions of people in China watched this risky stunt in real time. The flight was also recording using state-of-the-art VR cameras that allowed viewers to experience the jump an entire flight from Corliss's point of view. Uh, the base jumper, jumper also used VR to train for the event. He used a special device to project terrain into the air, and he could uh, choose ground and air conditions to really get a sense of what the flight would be like before he actually did it. In fact, he told me in an interview that he was sick one day before the flight, but he had to do critical, crucial training, and he used VR to make sure that he was able to get up to the spots he needed to be at and, and kind of see perspective. Um, we spoke with him uh, in a lengthy interview, and he talked not just about VR, but also wearable technology and how he trains using Internet of Things devices. This stuff will all make uh, extreme sports and competitive wingsuit flying less risky. Yeah, this was really impressive. Amy and I both watched one of the videos where he was using the heads-up display to it's show cool. the mountain ranges that he was going and, and to help him prepare a path and fly a path. And it was really impressive. It's almost like, you know, we, we think of heads up displays in fighter planes, but here he is free jumping and has one of these on his helmet right in front of him. It was just really impressive. 
Yep, it was that, that video was pretty wild. So digitized farms are the wave of the future with robots and facial recognition software for cows as essential as tractors and plows. A co-founder of Canthus, a company that's digitizing agricultural practices, says using facial recognition software to count a herd or signal when a cow is sick or, or injured or not eating is a way to keep cows happier and more productive. This is because cows think of people as predators and don't really want us checking up on them. So when cows are unhappy, they eat less and they produce less milk. The cow facial recognition software is in the beta stage and will be available on the market in August or September this year. It's targeted at bigger dairies with 2,000 or more cows, and the 4K camera can identify any cow by variations in its coat. But don't expect wearables to become part of the farm digitization movement. According to Canthus's founder, cows don't really like wearing them and they don't like having things shoved down their ears. That's really impressive. So no longer you're going to have to use facial recognition just at public places for people, but now it's on the farm too. That oh, sounds no, great. No. It works for cows, even, uh, even solid cows. You know, you, you look at one cow and they pretty much all look the same, but nope. It can, uh, it can tell them apart by uh, slight variations. That's great. You know, speaking of advances, progress in artificial intelligence is accelerating rapidly too. A year ago, the leading expert on computer Go programming predicted it would take another decade to beat the world uh, champion. Now, it said UC Berkeley computer scientist and professor Stuart Russell at the uh, Strata and Hadoop World Conference in London. Now, there was a really rapid progression from programs that could even challenge a professional Go player about two years ago to where they now beaten a world champion. AI technology is already being used to build smart systems that transcend the capabilities of earlier software. And Russell kind of gave an example of researchers at UC Berkeley using prob probabilistic, say that three times fast, probabilistic programming to construct an AI system that helps spot clandestine nuclear explosions. And the software will serve as the official monitoring system for enforcing the UN's Global Nuclear Test Ban Treaty. But what happens when AI makes a mistake, like cooking your cat for dinner? Now, we need to equip AI with a common sense understanding of human values. To this end, he suggests the only absolute objective of autonomous robots should be maximizing the values of humans as a species. Uh, how about we not have any more talk about cooking cats for dinner? <laughs> and with that, a group of students recently unveiled an AI tool that scans satellite photos and matches the images to similar looking locations in the nearby geographic area. It works like this. You click part of a Google map and the program spits out every other similar looking geographic area in the region, then places the pins on a map. One use for the tool could be route planning, for example, planning a route that keeps you near the coast or keeps you away from bridges, if that's your thing that you're afraid of. Or you click on a swimming pool and the tool could tell you not only the nearest pool, but how many pools there are in a certain city and what part of town they're in and perhaps how run down they look. This kind of information could be relevant to all kinds of people and businesses like sociologists, governments researching poverty or economics of a location, or developers who are planning new apartment complexes or urban infrastructure. Currently, it's only available for New York City, San Francisco, Pittsburgh, and Detroit, but the list of cities could expand as new uses are identified. Yeah, this was really cool. Hope showed this to me. And you could literally say, hey, I want to look at a swimming pool. And the 
algorithm would recognize this as a pool and it would show you every other pool or it would show you every other baseball park or it would show you every other green space. It was really kind of neat. Yeah, I'm excited. I, to, I'm excited to see what they do with it. If you're a developer, a designer, or an IT admin who can't afford the trip to San Francisco to catch the 2016 Apple Worldwide Developers Conference, you're in luck because there are a few different options for you to live stream the keynote presentation online. The conference takes place next week from June 13th to 17th, and Tech Republic's Connor Forrest put together a list of ways to watch the action. He's got ways to watch from Apple and Android or Windows devices, as well as a link to our sister site, CNET's live stream. And stay tuned here because we'll have coverage of the events all week long. PayPal founder Peter Thiel has been in the news a lot this spring, but dozens of early PayPal employees have become extremely successful. The so-called PayPal mafia played a major role in revitalizing the tech industry in Silicon Valley and helped found companies like Tesla Motors, LinkedIn, Palantir, SpaceX, Yelp, YouTube, and Yammer. That is an impressive list of companies to come out of PayPal. But the success was more than just luck. Connor Forrest wrote about how the PayPal mafia has redefined success in Silicon Valley. This is one of the most fascinating cover stories we've reported at Tech Republic and one of the most relevant because PayPal founders continue to change the world. Tech Republic and Tech Pro Research publish a number of free and useful business technology newsletters. This week, we'd like to recommend our five apps newsletter. We send it once a week and it helps you discover the tools you need to solve a specific problem, handle a certain type of task, or just make your job a little easier. Some of the past five apps newsletters featured apps to keep you entertained on long flights, presentation apps to replace PowerPoint, and apps to help you simplify business collaboration. Now to sign up, go to the site and click on newsletters. All right. Thanks for listening to Tech Republic's Business Technology Weekly. You can find links to everything we talked about on this episode at techrepublic.com. And we're easy to follow on Twitter at Tech Republic. Archived episodes of this podcast can be found at soundcloud.com slash techrepublic. Bill and Amy, thanks, thanks again for joining with the headlines. Bill, where can we find you on Twitter? I'm at Bill Detwaller. And hey, recently verified. Yay. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Amy, what about you? I am not yet verified at Amy L. Talbot. <laughs> someday. Someday. One day. <laughs>